This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. This is episode... 125. 125. And this episode is going to be all about a non-engineering thing, but something that a lot of engineering students at USC do. Yes, Troy Camp. Troy Camp. And what is the brief synopsis of Troy Camp? What is Troy Camp? Yeah. So Troy Camp is a really big organization at USC with a number of engineers, as Paul said, and they kind of partner with schools around the area um, and... Over the summer, they have a short camp where the kids get to go to, and they have counselors who are USC students. It's just really fun and a good way to engage with the community. Yeah, just running like a traditional summer camp environment for kids that maybe don't have that opportunity or didn't have that opportunity until USC students got to do it. Troy Camp's a a big part of USC's history. Been going on here since, I think, 1950, if I remember correctly. Maybe the discussion. We'll get into that. And uh, something that I think is one of the best things USC students do. So uh, let's get into the discussion because this is going to have Celeste. Yes, Celeste and and Roxy. So Celeste is a mechanical engineer and Roxy is an electrical engineer and Troy Camp's a big part of big part of what they've done. All right. So this is another opportunity to learn more about engineering student lives from a not necessarily engineering perspective. So let's get into it. Why don't you two start by introducing yourselves? Sure. I can go first. Um, Hi, I'm Celeste. I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering. Um, I'm in Troy Camp. Do you want to do a full intro? Why don't you, where are you from and what are you... Sure. So I'm from (laughs) San Pedro, California. Um, I always say it's a 30-minute trip down the 110, so local um, from L.A. Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Roxana or Roxy. I'm a senior studying electrical engineering uh, I'm also from the L.A. area. I'm from Marina Del Rey, which is West L.A. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I'm super excited to have both of them here because you guys are both part of Troy Camp, and Paul was part of Troy Camp. Back yeah. in the day, a long time ago. <laughs> so what are the Troy Camp people? What is Troy Camp? Yeah. Um, my point of view, pretty much Troy Camp is um, a student-run group here on campus, and we work with kids in the community around USC. Mm-hmm. Um, our whole goal is lifelong mentorship. I think that's the way it's been since Paul um, was involved, and so we get uh, way back in the day, you know. <laughs> and saying it's been a long time. No, I'm just saying it's cool because the organization is 71, 72 it's years USC's old. It's USC's longest-running student-run organization. That's awesome. And it's had the same mission statement of lifelong mentorship from the very beginning and it's kind of changed its iterations throughout the years but that's been the consistent goal and we have all sorts of programming for the students that we mentor so it all starts with we have a one week long summer camp that's completely free for all the students that we work with uh third through fifth graders and then once they go through camp the year afterwards they come back once a month for activities we call year long uh where we take them to Disneyland, we go to the aquarium, uh, we'll have a picnic, just things so they can continue to bond throughout the year and connect with the counselors. And once they're in middle and high school, we have biweekly tutoring and workshops that they can come back to. So really, it's like a pipeline through high school for them. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And I'm curious, too, since you guys are both from L.A., um, how does Troy Camp kind of, I guess, like connect you more to the community and, you know, yeah. that sense of 
belonging, I guess, here. Yeah. I guess sometimes I, coming from LA, came to USC and it was like a whole different type of LA for me. Um, it's just a different environment. And so going back into the schools around here just really reminded me of my middle school. Like it's just the same kids um, doing the same things. And so it really makes you feel like a kid again. I don't know, at least for me, um, it's like just stepping back into like seventh grade and remembering, you know, the good times, but also the bad times. <laughs> and, and like, being a mentor for someone at that time in their life when I think it's like it's a pretty important time to have a friend um so it just reminds me of of when I was a kid yeah and I grew up going to schools in the Los Angeles Unified School District where most of our students uh, attend school and so I've met students in Troy Camp in our middle and high school programs who attend the same middle school I went to the same high school I went to which is really cool because uh, I don't really get that here on campus even though I'm from a school that's less than 30 minutes away from USC I'm one of few people from there who go to USC. Um, so it's cool bridging that gap between this school and the community. Yeah, that's so cool. What a great like role model to have. Yeah. When you guys were were younger, were you involved in these types of like camping activities, like whether that's scouting or whether that's any other types of outdoor activities, the why, you know, insert activities yeah. as you went? Yeah, I went to Camp Whittle, which is a YMCA camp um, for one summer. I wasn't like super involved in it, but I, I went to one summer and I did a lot of like boys and girls club and like after school activities. Um, and that's kind of what Troy Camp feels like for me for a lot of these kids too. Like as they go through middle and high school is like something after school where you have the same group of friends you can kind of hang out with. Um, and so, yeah, I was in boys and girls club like all the way through um, middle school. And so that's kind of fills that for me. Yeah, and I never did, like, a formal, like, sleepaway camp. My parents just never let me do that. But I, <laughs> I, I went to the same, like, summer, like, sports camp, like, at, like, my local rec center uh, throughout elementary and middle school. Uh, and so I think that's where I got that whole, like, camp vibe of having nicknames and singing songs and yeah. uh, going on, like, little trips together and having those same friends who come back every summer. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's really cool getting to share that with our campers uh, being, you know, because when we were kids, I feel like there's those counselors you remember when you were a kid and you were in like a camp space or an after school program space. So it's cool fulfilling that role. Yeah. yeah. Is, is this something you've always wanted to do when you were a kid? Like you saw yourself in that role? Definitely. I used to, a lot of my friends who went to that camp with me when I was a kid are back. They go back every summer in college okay. and they are counselors there. Yeah. So I always thought that I would do that too. Yeah. So it's cool getting to do that here in a yeah. similar uh, role. Yeah. And I was on a swim team like my whole childhood also. And I think that was also that like mentorship mentee mm -hmm. bond that isn't really like outright, but it's pretty clear that you look up to those older people around you. And so I always wanted to be that. And I ended up stopping swimming when I was like at the beginning of high school. So I kind of missed that mm. um, throughout high school and the beginning of college. And it kind of brought that family back for me and then also like my peers, counselors, and then also the kids too. That's cool. Now, when did you to join Troy Camp? I joined as a freshman, um, so it was my, like, third week of school or something. I remember I was outside EVK, the mm -hmm. dining hall, and <laughs> someone was handing out flyers, and my friend Juan, both of our friends, Juan, had actually heard this podcast and already knew about Troy Camp this when podcast? he was... Yeah, he yes. heard you talking about Troy Camp no on another kidding. episode, what? and he was like, I remember Paul talking <laughs> about this organization. No, it was literally one of the reasons why he came to USC, one of the reasons why like he joined Troy Camp. Like He already knew when he was coming into college that he was going to join, oh. and so he lived on our floor, and so he already knew about it. I talked to him about it a little bit. I got this flyer at EVK. I was like, oh, sounds cool. Like I want to be back in... like." LA Unified Schools, like my parents actually both work for LA Unified School District, so I've always been like a product yeah. of public school. And so I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Like, let's do it. I don't think I've met this kid. Juan? Juan. Yeah. Juan Rincon. He's, he's, he's in our year, too. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's he's ISE now, but he used to be civil. Okay. 
Okay, yeah. sounds vaguely familiar, but that's a, such a cool story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, to put all the cards on the table, I was like, are we doing another episode on Tory Camp? Like, yeah, I know. Do we need to do another episode? This is verifies that we did need to. Um, but also, it was like that was like our least listened to episode in the history of the podcast. Really? really? But it made a difference. It but did. That's, so that's the things I didn't say before I walked in here. Like I'm like, sure, let's do it. I wasn't going to argue it when, when Audrey brought it to me. But yeah. I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, we already did Again. one. It was the least listened to episode. Of it all was of our with episodes. Manatee. Is it? I don't. I was, never listened to it. Yeah, I don't know who was on it, but well, let's make it. I'm down. A popular <laughs> podcast. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I, my point was that, like, you know, what my personal biases are of what I like versus what people listen to yeah. are, like, two different things. That's why, I, that's why I, that was my thing. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. But I'm I sorry I interrupted. It's yeah. cool to hear about non-Viterbi orcs sometimes, too, because totally. I think I didn't join Troy Camp freshman year because I was like, this doesn't align with, like, my academic career goals, You're one right? of those, huh? I, we, at the time, need, I was. We need to unpack that. <laughs> unpack that. At, not, at the time, I was like, why? Like, I feel like I have so many like different things that I could try right uh-huh. now. Why? Like, I don't know if I should put my energy into this. Yeah. And I look at the application and it was a long application. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I definitely opened it and I was like, well, I won't do this right now. And then I think through my freshman year with trying different orgs and then like not necessarily feeling fulfilled by them. I was like, okay, I want to give Troy camp a shot. See if you can talk to your former self for a quick second. <laughs> have, I mean, so our listener base are prospective students mostly, but we also have a lot of first year students that are listening. Yeah. Just even whether they listened as they went through the application process or whether they've discovered it as they're here. And what you just described is what a lot of first year students are dealing with right now, which is trying to figure out how to maximize like ROI, like return on investment of time. Mm-hmm. And that I am going to be an electrical engineer. So therefore, I must you know, add all of this electrical engineering into my time when they're already doing that with their classes. So what would you tell yourself? What would you tell yourself to to your old self or these students that are thinking about this right now? Uh, I would say that um, there's values, there's different skills and things that you can gain from doing something that isn't like deliberately like on your path. Um, I think through doing something like Troy Camp, uh, you can learn more about yourself in a mentorship capacity, which is, I think, always really valuable to yeah. see, like, what you can give back to people who are once in a space that you were. Um, also, uh, even, like, in Troy Camp, we sort of even bring in our engineering yeah. concepts into there. Like, when Celeste, Celeste was actually the director of our middle school programming a couple years ago, and she did, made, like, a Shark Tank engineering design type workshop. Oh, cool. So there's, like, ways that you can incorporate... Baby Shark Tank? <laughs> baby it sorry. was like a, yeah middle yeah. school after the Dodgers <laughs> lost to see you and the guy came on with and they all did baby shark no not baby shark um, so <laughs> I think there's different ways that spaces that you might not think would relate to like your own I guess career growth or academic growth per se can help you with your personal growth which then leads into both of those spaces absolutely yeah, yeah I, mean, I my point is that you're spending so much time on your academic discipline the things outside of that time should be other things because it's going to influence it in some sort of really cool Either what you call it, a soft skill way. I don't. I don't like that term, but because I think it has more value than a soft skill. Yeah. I just think they're complementary skill sets and they're life experiences that ultimately. And you all realize this as you go into other things that you've done, mm-hmm. whether that be that you know the two of you were obviously involved in our Global Grand Challenges Summit and Marlink, and that'd be a great thing to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. But when you deal with people and when you're dealing in kind of navigating social spaces, that's something something you don't get from your academic background and probably a lot of things, whether directly related to Troy camp or, or just tangentially the idea of what you do in Troy camp is all about becoming a, a better human being. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Right. And I think it gives you a space to also just have fun and like yeah, kind exactly. of so important. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. when you do Troy Camp stuff, you can't be on your phone. You can't be on your laptop looking at your GCAL, all no. these things <laughs> that you were doing like every other hour of the day. Yeah. You just have to like give your like 110% to the kids that you're working with. And I think yeah. that might seem like hard work, but really it's just like a great mental break from everything else that you are car- always yeah. bogged down with. I remember my first semester when I joined Troy Camp, my first semester freshman year, I was kind of overwhelmed by classes and everything. But I had this one program MLK, um, which is one of the schools like right nearby, I would go every week at like 2 p.m. and I would tutor the kids. And I remember they figured out it was my birthday, um, which is cool. like this month. And they figured it out and they wrote me all these cards. And it was so cute. I'd known them for literally like a month. And they wrote me all these cards and they were like, Cumin, because that's my Troy Camp name. And they're like, Cumin, like, oh my gosh, happy birthday. They gave me so many hugs. And I was like, oh my gosh, like these kids, they like formed a connection so fast and it makes you want to go back. Like every week it's so exciting to go back and take the little, you know, car ride over there, five minute drive and and see the kids again. So. And when they, when you don't go for a week, they get mad at you the following week when you yeah. come back, which is like great. Cause it's like, oh, they like remember me. And like, I guess yeah. I matter to them also in yeah. this week, like Absolutely. day or hour that I'm there, yeah. which Absolutely. is a really good feeling. Hey y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon yeah i is interesting i've sort of been thinking about this lately too because as junior year i'm like kind of at the halfway point and i do think that's one thing i'm sort of like missing from my usc experiences i never like i was kind of in the same camp as roxy is like you know, I need to be doing research, like, I should be in engineering orgs, like, design teams, and I have, like, I'm really grateful that I have done that, but I definitely do, like, kind of regret not joining, because there are a number of orgs sort of similar to Troy Camp, and I, a couple weekends ago, I saw Rhea and Shintaro, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, and so, old VSAs, and Shintaro was talking about how Troy Camp was, like, his favorite thing from USC, and he's coming back for Pass the Can, so it's (gasps) cool that it's sort of this lifelong thing for you guys as well yeah and even this summer is so funny in seattle like <laughs> uh all of us were in seattle this summer and all of our friends who weren't from every USC, episode come back to seattle. i know i know <laughs> I'm, this is it's this is ending episode. today but That's funny. sorry go ahead all of our friends they were just like oh t- the troy camp we're yeah. coming to troy camp like they just referred oh, to usc yeah. as like troy camp they figured out what troy camp was we would talk about it so much yeah <laughs> other people in like seattle, people in non-usc people. different like, schools in terms of other schools yeah they're like yeah. oh we're all gonna join troy camp <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say one also thing about being in a non-Viterbi org is you work with people from all over the school and like all yeah. these different majors. And that's even come back for me in like a career sense. Like one of my closest friends is like pre-med um, and he does all this neuroscience stuff. And we ended up forming a project together in 3D4E, the 3D printing club that was working with the doctor of the children's hospital because we found out through Troy camp that we both, ha- both have this interest and, you know, medical meets engineering meets 3D printing and all this stuff. And you meet people that I think you wouldn't meet outside of a Troy camp setting. Um, and that helps just 
with like friendships and then also like going towards career growth and just meeting people with completely different perspectives, which I feel like the only other time that I really felt that was like living in Burncrant freshman year, mm. like being around all these people that are so passionate about all these different things. Um, and that continues through Troy camp. Yeah. And I have a similar story as well. My co-counselor in Troy camp, she's an interactive media major in the yeah, school cinema. of cinematic yeah. arts. Yeah. And so she convinced me to take this themed entertainment design class this semester, which is really cool. Uh, it's all about my, the professors are both retired, uh, like VPs at Disney uh, in Imagineering. Cool. And we're going through the process of like designing a theme park attraction. And I wouldn't have known about this if it weren't for like Troy Camp and meeting her. And then both of us talking about our like shared interests in like Disney and theme park engineering. Really cool stuff. Um, so let's let's get some um, some bare bones stuff about Troy, Troy Camp out of the way. Um, how many uh, USC students are involved in Troy Camp? If you can give a rough number. 150, 150 usually students. active yeah. members. Okay. And yeah. then you all, the, the kind of the, the, the big part of the, the organization is you hold a summer camp. And is that mm -hmm. one week? Yep. One week in May every year. One week in May. And how many uh, campers did you take this last year? 200. 200 campers. Like usually 200 campers, 86 counselors. Yeah. So there's 20 cabins of 10 kids. Wow. Um, and then two half boy, half girl. Okay, and that's your goal for this year too, for 2020? Yeah, yeah. that's why uh, fundraising is also a big part of what we do. Yeah, and I think, yeah, the goal is to bring 200 kids because that's the max that we can fit <laughs> at the yeah. campground. Where are you um, holding Troy Camp these days? Is it? Alpine, Alpine Meadows. Meadows. It's yeah. up in the San Bernardino Mountains. Cool. Yeah, so we've been through Idlewild and Alpine Meadows throughout our four years here. Awesome. So you're taking third to fifth grade. So these are essentially nine to, ele yeah, nine to 11 year olds. Yeah. Right. Uh, so your youngest one is nine. Yeah. The little babies. Sometimes yes. the little girls, they're so small yeah. and they get so <laughs> cold because they have to go to the pool time. And this year it snowed. Yeah. And in so May. In May. Yeah, yeah. So this year there wasn't as much pool going on, <laughs> but lots of kids saw snow for the first time, which was oh, really exciting. It snowed like the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, neither of us were actually there this year, unfortunately. It was crazy oh, no. just seeing the pictures and seeing, like, these kids, like, standing under, like, snowfall. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So you're you're shooting for 200 campers, and you mentioned fundraising. So it, what a lot of people may not know is that this is completely student-generated. Yeah. You, you basically fundraise for the camp. You run the camp. You make it all run. It's basically, for lack of a better term, it doesn't happen unless you actually raise the money right. for it. So yep. how much does it cost per camper? I think it's, like... I want to say two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars per camper. Yep. So you have to raise roughly whatever two hundred fifty times two hundred is. <laughs> We're in. Audrey, on, Audrey can do it. Come on, Audrey. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> two hundred fifty. So five fifty. I used to be so good at multiplication. Is it fifty thousand? My God. Fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Like, I did it in my head. There you go. So, so $50,000 is your bare minimum and that will get, that's just for sending the kids. I think it's more including like reserving the campsite and then getting like, other, there's a lot more a lot other resources. Than, that, yeah. So what do you, what do you need to raise? I mean, our yearly, um, spending is $200,000. So you spend $200,000 per year because that's, yeah. there's camp as a big part of that, but then that's all of your year long programming right. that you're trying to do. Yeah. Well. So for the year long programming, I want to say it's like around $50 per kid for the, 
or maybe more per year. And then even just our elementary school programming where we go in and tutoring is usually like $10 for each kid because we buy workbooks and different supplies. So there's a lot of overhead costs. And then at camp, we have like an art station. And mm-hmm. so we have, you know, paints and like we made pinatas. Um, and there's before. transportation costs for everything, like busing the kids to camp and then other otherwise to year long events and other retreats and stuff we have throughout the year. Yeah. And just to clarify, this is free. Every single thing is free for every kid. Right. They don't have to pay anything. Nobody pays anything. Yeah. Yeah. We give them T-shirts and other things like yeah. that as well. Yeah, and water bottles. Yeah. Okay, so you guys don't, but you guys don't have like an actual. You got to figure out that number. How much does camp cost, and then divide it by two hundred? It is two hundred and fifty per kid. But you just said there's more. That's that's. that's I think that's a bare minimum of like. Because then that running. doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure where it comes. The counselors come in because we pay a small contribution ourselves as well. You do to be able to go. Yeah. Wow. Because they're paying for our food. For the entire week right. i think it's like 40 dollars counselor contribution right. for small. camp itself but that yeah. makes a small dent it's just yeah it takes a little bit off of it mm-hmm. yeah that's um, cool but yeah so we have two big fundraisers uh in the year our biggest uh one is called pass the can which we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh it's at the it's always at the homecoming game in the fall yeah um and volunteers people who volunteer uh anyone over the age of 18 can do so uh they pass around a milk jug for 20 minutes at halftime and they collect money that way from mm. alumni who tend to come to the homecoming game and then they get a free ticket and a t-shirt in yeah uh, I don't know what the word is reward I guess yeah it's, <laughs> it's fun because people like know this fundraiser because it's gone on for so many years and you can ask anyone who like comes to football games pretty regularly about pass the can and they'll, they'll kind of recognize what it is it's a tradition yeah. and now we actually make a lot of a lot more money from online fundraising for pass the can oh really so most yeah. counselors will make some sort of uh, post on Facebook or other social media telling people to go donate money through the troycamp.org slash pass the can page there's like a USC give link on there mm-hmm. and uh, people can and just con- contribute even if they can't make it to the game um, or if it's difficult for them to have the cash at the game. I think we also take yeah. maybe take Venmo at the game too. Yeah. I'm not sure. And it's a competition between all of us because we have these things called color teams uh, within Troy camp. We have a bunch of different colors. And so when you go to camp, you're on one color team. Mm-hmm. And so we use that as a structure for the donation. So it's like yellow team is like losing. Yellow team's made zero money. Like, come on, yellow team. <laughs> and so people are like talking trash in the Facebook group. So you already have your colors. Yeah, we okay. all we all have colors coming from camp. Yeah. Are you on the same color? No, I'm red. I'm go team. red team. Oh wow! <laughs> How many colors are there? Uh, five, five. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so pass the can. Uh, let's start with the actual physical event, and then we'll talk about the online. Pass the sure. can happens at homecoming, which is when this year? October nineteenth. So that's October nineteenth, and we're playing who? Arizona. October. We're playing Arizona, the Wildcats, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Saturday, October nineteenth, and that's homecoming. So yes. if anyone goes to the game. They can look for at halftime a moment. It'll probably be announced probably. Yeah, there's usually a video that they'll play on the screen, a mm-hmm. little intro, this is Pass the Can, this is Troy Camp. What yeah. Troy Camp's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is similar to passing the collection plate at church. Yes, yeah. exactly. Idea, right? So you'll get a milk jug. Milk jugs will be passed down your aisle. You'll see the volunteers mm-hmm. kind of come up and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Milk jugs will be passed down, and then people will put in whatever money they have on themselves. So if mm-hmm. you go into the game, bring some cash. Yeah. But also checks work as well, right? Um, yes or no? I think checks work you, to USC Troy Camp. And is then we should have a Venmo handle. Uh, will there on, be a Venmo on the actual? Yeah, on the, the jug, there will be other information of ways that you can donate if you don't have cash on I you. See. They might have the link to the actual like USC Give site. Hopefully, I think there should be a Venmo or an easier way to do it in the moment. The Venmo is so. at USC Troy Camp. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So hopefully that's the case. And so mm-hmm. people can do that. And then there's a certain amount of money raised. How much did you raise at Pass the Can last year? 
Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode. I want to say like $27,000. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, something this is all in the there. span of like 10 minutes. It's really a really cool process to see happen because we have sometimes up to a thousand volunteers mm-hmm. and they'll come out and they'll be passing these cans, you know, hundreds and hundreds of milk jugs that we collect over the year and we clean out and it's kind of gnarly to clean oh, them yeah. out. They're Not disgusting. Jug cleaning is a horrible process. <laughs> I sell milk on my skateboard from like, I did jug collection. We go to the Starbucks on campus and they donate <laughs> jugs to oh, us. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. I think most of our jugs have come from the Starbucks yeah, in the wow. village. The Starbucks in the village. Yeah. Wow. They go through a lot of milk. I bet. <laughs> a lot of milk. I bet, I bet. Yeah, and you clean it with bleach. It's a little, it's kind of gnarly. It's, it's a little <laughs> process. Oh yeah. my God. Okay, cool. Um, but you don't see, you don't see the milk at the game. Because yeah. we clean it for They're you. They're very clean jugs. Don't worry. They're very clean jugs that get passed around that you put all the money in. Yes. And so uh, that's the physical part of it. But you said there's an online element as well. So if people are not at the game, yeah. when does the online giving start? It has already started. Already began. Mm-hmm. So if people go to troycamp.org slash pass the can, there's a link on there to either volunteer or donate. Mm-hmm. And clicking the donate button takes them through USC's official like giving uh, website, which then has, uh, I think it already has Troy Camp filled in and then people can donate pretty easily online through there. How many volunteers do you need that are non-affiliated with, tra- or non-Troy Camp affiliated? I think a thousand is usually a thousand, the goal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, uh, and then right now, how are you doing on your volunteers? Uh, Not as great We're as a usual. little low. I mean, it's, it's on fall break this year. So it's a little tough that's for us. Yeah, so it's a bit harder. Yeah. yeah, so that's the the problem for us right now is some students are going home for fall break. So we need even more people to come out. My parents are coming out, um, trying to get everyone. But you already need tickets to, to the game. So you need tickets to the game. No, no, you get a free no, ticket to the game. Okay, which is one so of the if you want incentive. to come to the USC homecoming game and you do not have tickets, Troy Camp's going to give you tickets to the game yep. as long as you volunteer for Pass the Camp. And they'll give you a t-shirt too. So not only do you get tickets <laughs> to the game, you get a t-shirt too. And what is it's the commitment? Good deal. What's the commitment for volunteers? It's just there? 20 minutes at halftime. And do they have to do, how do they get their tickets? Where do they, what do they do ahead of the game? Before the game, usually at the, uh, near the alumni tailgates, Troy Camp will have a table set up um, and you just stop by there. You got your, uh, your ticket and your uh, other information regarding where you should be. For mm-hmm. So you'll get, it's like a little check-in station and it's yeah. right by where you kick the poles. Yeah. So you're coming through, you're going to kick your pole as a tradition on the way, help USC get a victory. Yeah. The flag poles. Yeah. The flag poles. Yeah, the flag poles. Um, then you just pick up your ticket. Super easy. And you'll have someone assigned to you that's a Troy Camp counselor. So they'll be the one that's helping you through the whole process. And the game time for homecoming has not been set yet. Not yet. So we don't know that yet. We don't know. Uh, and um, these tickets, the, the, the seats, they're 50-yard line front row, right? That's, that's where they're <laughs> They're pretty good seats usually. I mean, we have a really awesome deal with the Coliseum. Um, okay. And they donate a lot of tickets to us because we've been doing this for so long, so many yeah. years. Um, so it's a really cool partnership. They donate all these tickets to us. You get a ticket to the game. You only have to contribute such a short period of time, halftime. Right. Super easy. I was kidding. I know they're not like front They're row, not but, front like, row, but they're <laughs> good tickets. Where are they? I think they're, Do you know? They're usually kind of like the second yeah, near section the end up. Zone, but yeah. Near the end zones. Near the yeah. student section. 
Is it kind of opposite? I think it's in the other section. It's where the and usually we bring the kids too. That's something that's fun. The kids are there too. The kids. It's actually one of our year-long events. Is pass the can on the homecoming game. Yeah, and so the kids are kind of opposite of the student section as well. So usually the kids are sat pretty close to the people that get the tickets, and so you can see two hundred kids sitting there watching. A lot of them their first football game. Yeah, um, singing lots of songs. Singing so many songs. They only go for half because they get too tired. Yeah, from From camp. camp. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, that is really cool. Have you ever done it? Have you ever volunteered for past? No, but I should. Audrey, I'm here. Now I have all the information. We had that earlier conversation where you you don't have plans for. That's true. Your parents aren't allowing you to come home. They're not allowing you to come home. (laughs) It wasn't like a hard no, (laughs) but I'm glad I can do. Yeah. Did. Troy Camp, do you pass the can when you were a member? Yes, okay. we did pass the can when I was a member back in the old ages. That <laughs> <laughs> is not that long I've ago. I've already determined. Did you, in the last podcast, did you talk about the naming, how the names got started? I did, but I'm happy to tell the story again. So for all of our listeners out there, cool story. We all have Troy Camp names and the kids Which is only common know at most, us. most summer camps, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just names that are not your actual names. Yeah, right? and the kids don't. Like usually don't know your real name and it, they really try to find out your real name. And you're like, no, my name was cumin, like the spice. Like I was born that way. My mom named me cumin when I was a kid. <laughs> like, of course. Like, what are you saying? They're like, what's your real name? That's my real name. What's yours? It's rice. And I just tell them I really like rice. Yeah. Rice. <laughs> yeah. And rice. my co-counselor's name, it's kind of unfortunate. It was water those. Like the, what are those? Like, oh, you know, the like vine? The yeah, Viral except she just goes thing. by water because it's just, I'm sorry. it's a lot. Whoa, you just <laughs> skipped over something. You know, like the vine and you just nodded. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the listeners will know. <laughs> yeah, they'll know. <laughs> there's this video and they're like, what are those? Like they're pointing at someone's, someone's shoes. Um, they're ugly. <laughs> but hers is a water those, like water. Water those. So she just goes by water. So we were just rice and water, which is like, <laughs> um, which was like kind of unfortunate. But like whenever we'd be at mealtimes, the kids would be like, ha ha, like we're eating you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Jeez, oh, Very cool. But and the lore is that that started when you were. It's not lore. It's a fact. That the, okay. the fact, it's the a fact, fact I know exactly. not the myth, not the legend. It's not. Yeah. Well, how did you get your names? I'll tell them that story in a minute. Mine is. <laughs> Like, do you want the actual story? Do you want the actual story? Because some of them are no, slightly I want inappropriate. Fake stories. Well, <laughs> mine isn't that bad. I mean, it's just kind of gross. I mean, okay. I was in a short film when I was a kid because I was an actor <coughs> when I was a kid. Yes. Um, and so I, when I was like six, I was in this short film. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to cut this. Um, I was in a short film where I played the flashback of an adult film actress. <laughs> that was the whole point of the film was a drama. It was a drama. It was a really big role for me. Yes. And I was like five and I had to play like the girl when she was young and she got like hit by her father. And, and it was like really a crazy scene. You can find this online, by You can the find way. it online. Yeah, and found so someone trailer. found the trailer online. They played it in front of the meeting, 200 counselors sitting there watching me as a five-year-old in this trailer, horrible film. I got paid probably like $100 to be in this film. And um, someone started just saying like names and cumin happened. It was it's a whole nothing connects that to cumin i am sitting here patiently waiting for cumin to come into play no it has nothing to do with the spice it's because someone's name used to be cinnamon and they wanted to rename me cinnamon because she had a bunch of shirts that said cinnamon on it and they just went with the spice theme because it's a long story was the next one and cumin and i spell with a q it's kind of cute that is cute okay yeah q dash min q dash hyphen min i see yeah and then and sometimes people call me q 
And then Roxy, yours is just because you like those Vine videos? No, no, no that was my co who was the Vine I'm sorry, thing. that was water. My, yeah, <laughs> that was water. So mine, I'm my sorry. name was actually Rinse and Repeat, but that was too hard to say. So then a kid said Rice at one point, and I was like, I just claimed it. I was like, I'll be Rice. Yeah, it's why, easier why to be rinse said. and repeat. By the way, so, these are not words. These are not names. These are just phrases. Yeah, yeah. No, people, people in Troy Camp are so annoying sometimes. There's mm -hmm. these like usually there's some group of boys. They sit in the back of the meeting and they try to like make these horrible names for people because they're mean. We had someone <laughs> named Are We There yet at one point. My my initial name was Great Expectations because when I was like two, I was really really chunky and I, there's like a picture of me that someone put up there and. They, and I broke my leg when I was that age. It's a really sad story. So then they were like, great expectations. I was like, no kid is ever going to call me that. Because you want to think of like, hi, I'm your child. Things have gone downhill, clearly. Yeah. No, they haven't, actually. They were a lot worse. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the story. And I think I've told this one before. So if you're a if you're one of the five dedicated listeners that heard this story. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and I do not personally take credit for this. I want to be incredibly clear. I just happened to be present during all of these things that happened okay. and was in favor of, you know, I was like, right. let's do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. The credit goes to UCLA. Oh, with Unicamp. Unicamp. With Unicamp. Okay. And we were at a, of course, every year you all try to figure, fundraising is the one of the biggest issues that you had to raise money to make camp work. And mm -hmm. so uh, there were a lot of theories and new ideas about how we would raise money and one of them was we're going to go to this joint fundraiser that was associated with the boost the joint booster club luncheon that occurred between ucla and usc oh and so okay. there was like this big it was the week of the ucla usc game oh conquest at that time which we call conquest now yeah i have a whole other story about that <laughs> um and you you get and I don't even know whether this luncheon still exists, but it's basically just a bunch of old people from old UCLA football yeah. fundraisers and a bunch of old USC football fundraisers. And they had a joint, I think it was held by Rotary. Okay. okay. Yeah. And it was like the Rotary members got together. Yeah. I, and I could be making that up, so don't quote me on that. Right. And it was at this like ballroom at the Bonaventure downtown. Mm. And it was this big meeting. And the, the purpose was we're going to raise money for something. And they're going to raise money for Unicamp and Troy Camp. Unicamp cool. is is not at all the same thing as what Troy Camp <laughs> right. does. And I have I friends don't, who do it at UCLA. And yeah. I don't mean it derogatory. It just serves a different purpose because it serves it, it. It goes all summer long. There are multiple weeks. It's actually a, a whole company. It's its own thing. There are executive directors. It's run by staff. Um, UCLA students kind of go and do it uh, from time to time. They'll spend two weeks there. You know, go home for the rest of the summer. Yeah. And they tend to be a lot of like UCLA or UC families, uh, like their kids, faculty kids that go. And there, there might be an element of, of working with, uh, with outreach and 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 and, and uh, working in the community, but it's it's, a, it's very very different. Mm -hmm. Either either way, we're sitting at this lunch and we had to share a table with all the uni camp counselors, mm -hmm. and they're telling as you do as camp counselors go, you start telling these grand stories, which you guys have already started doing, <laughs> but they're doing it in the similar way that that happened here, which is you know like oh Alaska did this and you know, so and so and, and yeah. Pepper and and all these weird. <laughs> And we're we're listening to this whole thing, and I'm like, "What the hell are you guys talking about? Right. Who?" Is, and they were, and then I realized that they're referring to each other, yeah. and, and it was like it was code names. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And they said, "Well, we have camp names." And then right. come to find out that yes, that is a very common thing, and we did not at the time. This was my, I want to say, it was sophomore or junior year. I can't remember, but it was a, a group of us that were there, like the exec board, mm -hmm. and we're like, "That sounds like a lot of fun." We should do that. Yeah. Let's all get camp names for this upcoming summer. And so we decided, and we made this like ad hoc like tradition yeah. that we would have camp names and we would never tell our kids what our right. real name was. Yeah. 
but we want, but because we were used to that and we wanted to create that relationship for year long programming. Cause at yeah. the time, what, what it was is that you recruited kids, you recruited campers to go to camp mm -hmm. and then the year long programming is with those same kids for the whole next year. Right. right. Yeah. And so if that's what still goes on, yep. yeah, same thing. So, so our purpose was we wanted to establish that fun part of it, but they needed to know us in real time. And mm -hmm. so we, we, we had a, a name revealing ceremony at the last camp. We do that. Still. We still yeah. have that. Perfect. Yeah. So then we said what our real name is and people and all the kids were like, I knew it. And we, oh my God. The funniest part of camp though. We call it the pine cone dedication. Now. Yeah. It's, oh, it's pine cone dedication. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's so cute. pine cone dedication went on long before that. Okay. okay you just and put then it in we there. incorporated it into it saying, Got cause pinecone dedication was always the big ending of the camp. Yeah. And then it was like, and at pinecone dedication, we're going to reveal, reveal our names. And, and so did you say, we, we always say it like, I don't know. At camp, you all call me cumin, but at home, my mom calls me Celeste. And then everyone goes like, ah, <laughs> like screaming. <laughs> it's, it's I don't think fun. we had a very particular. Yeah. Everyone uses that, that structure now. It's funny. It's fun. But yeah. So that, that was the year that we did that. So that was, 98 yeah 1998 i think um so we're going on over 20 years of that now. yeah that's the year we were born so there you go. There you go. so 21 <laughs> so we we did that and then uh the next year we started and i'm certain this has taken hearing this different different ways but we um we came up with different and variously inappropriate ways of naming right new incoming people because right. we had all chosen our own camp names and then we started uh, realizing that like fall retreats that new people came in they had to have a camp name and there was an unofficial way that we started doing this which was if you couldn't come up with one then we're going to give you one oh and yeah. it usually had to do with some sort of other non-sequitur conversation or story that yeah, would yeah, go yeah. on and it was usually referring to something usually inappropriate yeah your college students and yeah. um, whether this young woman is now named penguin for some particular reason marianne if you're listening uh, <laughs> and with this one is called red eye for a whole horrible set of reasons yeah. and and like all these like <laughs> what was your name puka puka and yeah. can you tell that story or no you just chose well, it i named myself because okay. you were the first round okay yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i was part of the people that named myself yeah and it was puka this is so I, but it was not some it was something that i didn't okay i'm stumbling over this <laughs> in college when i was I, I worked at Trader Joe's when okay. I was in college. Yeah. And, um, oh, and yes, I've heard this. I, I've, I've yeah. This right. Um, and I, at that time, God knows why, but I thought it was a really good idea to always wear a puka shell. <laughs> and so all it was the tropical theme. theme. Yeah. It was like, you know, it goes with the shirt. It was like, you know, it's somewhat of like a trademark, you know, I right. wore it on campus and I wore it, you know, when I went to work at Trader oh, Joe's no. and everything else. That's and so, so funny. over, over summer, uh, I was working at Trader Joe's and, and this guy just commonly always called me, um, to, to really just mess with me, Puka right. Paul, and then just kept saying Puka all the right. time. So I said, well, okay, that, if I have a nickname, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm bringing that over. I did not necessarily give it to myself. So it was given to me by this guy at Trader Joe's. Nice. Wow. And I brought it over. So. Yeah. Well, now you, someone tells a story about you at no a meeting. Way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like in front of everyone, and then people, it's like a cheerocracy. People yell out names and then scream for which name they like the best. So we have Wackies, which I don't know if you had those. Wacky I, Camper? Yeah, Wacky. The, I, was a, I was Wacky Camper. Were you Wacky? Yeah. yeah. So we have these Wackies, which are a few counselors who are the ones who like lead the songs. They're and the they, MCs of camp. Yeah, yeah, and they stand at the front of counselor meeting every week, and they'll like collect, get the story, and then write down like names that people nominate and then people will cheer for like which name they want to choose cool. and if you don't like your name that's better 
Like right. if you're yeah. like, I would rather die than be named Cumin, they'll be like, yes, perfect. Let's name her right. Cumin. If you show evidence of liking <laughs> your name, they will petition to change it's your name. Yeah. It's bad, it's yeah. bad. Or uh, you could also be named if a kid calls you something. Mm. Right. So a kid said rice, so that's why I was like. And that's like cooler. Yeah. It's cooler to have a kid name you because then it's like real. Um, yeah, we had one of our friends like really skinny and the kid said he looks like bamboo. So his name's Bamboozle now. So <laughs> fun little things. I like those. Or like yeah. Flat Stanley. Someone looks like Flat Stanley. Do non-tray camp people, and I'll let Audrey jump in on this, get annoyed at all of the camp references <laughs> and camp name references that occur among tray camp people, especially like this last summer while you're in Seattle? I feel like this last summer a little bit. Yeah. Only because it was. It it's was like, a, guys, I get it. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of us that were in tray camp that were in. It was a, it was a lot of tray camp. And it was a lot of like explaining tray camp to everyone and then just like getting. But I was for it. It was awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Not really. I think um, I have a lot of friends in Troy Camp, you know, from in and outside of Turby. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's annoying because you can tell people are actually just like interested a, and excited about it. So I don't think you can get mad a, at someone for that. Yeah. It's a very tight group. Yeah. I think mostly because there's a lot of hard work. There are a lot of like sleepless nights. And there's a lot of just really cool moments yeah, that everybody right. shares together. And especially when you're like off site, whether that be yeah. like at a retreat or whether that be during camp with these kids and, and what happens. I mean, almost about, about, so I break up my college experience in about three different organizations. One mm. was Troy camp. Mm. Another was dance marathon. Mm. And another was being in orientation as an orientation advisor. Mm. And like, if I think of anything that I ever did in college, it's in one of those situations yeah. and so you have all of these memories and i have this like photo album of all these things that go back i mean when we used to print photos because you would take photos in the camera and go get yeah. them actually yeah. yeah that's coming back it's coming back one some of our friends got disposables for every camper that's perfect at camp so they could take their own photos and they printed them i think i said no. this last time we recorded a tray camp episode is that i need to bring that photo album in and i should have brought it in for today okay. sorry next time yeah. It's cool. Next, the <laughs> third one, the third trick. <laughs> and I think what's cool about it is In that other years. other yeah. trick and people like to hear about it, and non trick and people don't want to hear about it at all. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but ridiculous. I I think it is really exciting, like how much joy you guys have gotten from this, yeah. and it's like totally, you know, obviously not engineering, but it will be like a hallmark of your experience going forward. Totally I feel like good. a lot of things I'll remember from USC are going to be camp related or yeah. overall Troy camp related. Yeah, and I'd say like. Pretty much my closest group of friends my, are my Troy Camp friends because yeah. you go through so much. Like you're at camp, you know, for you're awake for how many hours a day? Like 16, I don't know, a lot of hours a day a just with kids and 90 counselors. And mm-hmm. so after that week, it's like you've been through something more than just like going to class. And while you're at camp, you have different jobs. There's different jobs to run the mm-hmm. camp. Yeah. And so uh, there's typically co-counselors. So there's mm-hmm. like two counselors per cabin to for 10 kids is that what both of you do yeah. yeah so i my first year that i went to camp when i was a freshman i was a counselor for fifth grade girls um i was always like better with the older kids because mm-hmm. i could have like real conversations with them sometimes mm-hmm. at third graders it's like okay like now you have to shower now you have to go to the bathroom like you have to like lead them through every little thing and i was always like i liked hanging out with the fifth graders yeah and then i was a cabin counselor for fourth grade girls yeah Cool. And then the year after, 
when I went back my sophomore year, I was actually the mad science counselor is what we call it. Okay. Um, so we have different stations, like a typical camp, you know, you have your horses station and like pool and different things. And there's two counselors that lead. Cause you lead. go from like, like each hour you go to different events. Yeah, like whether stations. you're go swimming or whether you're gonna do this, you're gonna rotate day by day. Yeah, we, we have like yeah. archery now and lake. And yeah, there's a lake at this um, one, really cool. Then like basics like sports and arts and crafts. Yeah, and then I, so I led the science one, which was really fun. Um, cause I got to bring in some cool experiments. We did dry ice bottle rockets, Oh, cool. um, which honestly is slightly dangerous. <laughs> so we had to be like careful. Mm-hmm. Um, one time someone was practicing it before we went to camp and it exploded on his arm and it, he got like, um, dry ice burn, pla- like plastic oh. blew up into his arm. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Shrapnel. Yeah. But wow. it's cool. We made it safe for the kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did that. And like we did some digestion one where we had them put like orange juice and like saltine crackers and a bunch of stuff through like pantyhose. That's like an intestine. Mm. And they'd like drag it through. And some of the kids were like, this is disgusting. But you could tell they liked it. The same time. <laughs> They're like, it's kind of cool though. <laughs> and at the end you had this little piece and it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think cool. we made like glow in the dark slime. Yeah. Well. We That's made awesome. The, the kids slime. are always like very into slime. And yes. it's like very like chemistry related, which is cool. Yeah. Big slime kids. <laughs> and you mentioned songs earlier. That's always like a signature element of any camp that anybody yeah. goes to. What are like the, what are the, what are the, uh, the hit songs now? What, what are all the kids Ooh. love? I'm a personal fan of get down, get funky, get loose. I don't one. know if I you know this one. That's fun. It's a big dance one. It's kind of like, um, hokey pokey in a the way hokey pokey where you have like one mm-hmm. like body part moving and then it's like a continuous like repeat after me song okay we have a lot That's of fun. those which is good because then kids can more easily learn them sure yeah we also have a lot of cheers for the color teams too that yeah. we do as counselors and like fall retreat and whatnot but then obviously like at camp we do them with the kids and at mm-hmm. a year long we'll bring those back to give them like more color team like camaraderie am- amongst their color teams okay and then you also make them with your cabin really? too because you your cabin has a theme so mine was G8 Celebrate, not that cool. <laughs> but we had, um, what was our thing? It was like, celebrate G8, dab on, because dabbing was really big at the time. It's fun ones like that. <laughs> we awesome. were G7 Wonders of the World, because there's not that many things that like seven works with. And we were like, we'll teach them history. Uh, <laughs> it worked out, your cabin was really cool. We, like, we decorated cool. We yeah. tried to like put up like the, ancient like seven ancient wonders of the world yeah. and seven modern wonders of the world around the cabin and like yeah. make them learn them yeah. which work to varying degrees <laughs> uh, but our cheer was uh, i think it was we can show you the, the world, world. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. yeah so there's a lot of levels of cheers you know yeah. for your different like you have to fit into all these different things you have your cabin and your color team and camp in general and all right. these different things yeah right. and we still get to see our campers now because they're both going to be actually on the same team in uh, our middle school programming lit leaders in training cool. yeah mm-hmm. So we're going to get to see both of our cabins on Thursday. That's yeah. so cool. It's the first workshop yeah. this week. That's we're excited. So cool. Have either of you yet to see uh, counselors that used to be campers? Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. It's actually, yeah, that's probably one of the coolest things about Troy Camp is seeing that success story. We have one named Jupiter. He, his name's Andrew, but Jupiter. Um, and he's a sophomore now. Um, yeah. But he started when he was in fourth grade. I think he went to camp when he was in third and fourth grade, two years. Continued through the program all the way through high school. Then he was a junior counselor, which is when you're a high schooler and you go back to camp as a high schooler to help kind of like a counselor in training, mm-hmm. um, like role. And he went to do that two years. So I have friends who were in Troy camp when I was, when I was a freshman, I think he was at camp as a junior counselor and then he graduated high school and now he's here as a counselor awesome. in college. So that's cool. 
I mean, how many years of his life is that over 10 years and I've of even, his life? I've even met people outside of USC who are former campers. I went my freshman year, this is before I joined Troy Camp, I went to visit some friends at UC Berkeley and one of their friends there, she was like, oh, you go to USC, are you in Troy Camp? And I was like, no, she was like, you have to join Troy Camp. Like I did it my whole life yeah. growing up. Like I was a junior counselor wow. and like that doing Troy Camp almost made me want to go to USC, but I decided to do something different. She was like, you have to do it. And that That's was great. like a big factor in me deciding to join because I was like, wow, like, going as far up north I guess not that far yeah. but I met, there's like people who know of Troy camp I met someone when I was at a football game I think for past the can who was she was like in her 50s and she went to Troy camp mm. so you meet people who are even oh. older yeah who like oh I went when I was in fourth grade like way back in the day yeah is Otis Healy still around oh yeah that's amazing yeah he's 98 98 now yeah 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 he was the founder of Troy camp back seven our 70th anniversary was last year i think yeah the 71 years the platinum celebration the platinum celebration yeah wow. so he he goes back to camp like he goes for one day he visits for like an hour or two every year right. yeah and his sure. son is pretty involved too okay yeah, he did like a financial literacy workshop for our high schoolers a couple years ago which was really cool wow yeah, yeah. very cool yeah. sounds like a truly lifelong mentorship yeah right <laughs> that's awesome well, <sighs> <laughs> reminiscing. Is, yes, reminiscing. <laughs> what is your favorite Troy Camp moment? Mine? Yeah. Oh, man. You put it on the spot. <laughs> um, I have a lot. Uh, it, it's really, I mean, this sounds horrible, and it's its kind of a dodge on the question, but it is the whole thing. Yeah. It's the whole experience, because i it's hard for me to look back on it and find one very particular moment. Um, and... Uh, even as you asked me that question, like I'm like, I can like flip through the, that photo album and I can remember different mm -hmm. things. Um, I, I think that when it started, it, I, I think everybody goes to college and, and tries to find their niche, like tries to find their group. Yeah. And I didn't join until my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. So I didn't join my, my, my first year, but I remember once I got in it, it looking back on it, that was the moment that I knew I was in like, like mindedness. I, yeah. I, I found my group of people. And, um, uh, you know, and then I persuaded my roommate to get involved. And so then he and I were doing it together and he got very involved as well and got very passionate about it. And to this day, I think I told the story as well, but now he's like a pediatric surgeon oh, wow. and has been focused on kids ever since. That's awesome. Not to say that he wasn't before, but I think that that made a really big change in what he does. Yeah. Um, speaking of which I need to text him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause I'm going out to his neck of the woods this week and I should probably say I'm going to be there. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, and his name was Limey. <laughs> Limey. Yes. That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, we, we had all these like really cool times and really, really fast bonded relationships that, you know, sometimes people got like really upset at one another mm -hmm. and, and then some people just, you know, like there were romances and weddings that came out of Troy camp um, there are still people t today. Like if I think through my Instagram feed right now, they're only there because of Troy camp. <laughs> um, and like, I know one wedding and her and their kids are all Troy camp, uh, is because of Troy camp. Um, yeah. I don't want to call them out by name, but basically like when we had like big little siblings, yeah. like my little is he got married to her and I can't remember her camp name. I remember his camp name is BTF which stood for something inappropriate. But <laughs> what we said to the kids was it was, he was big, tall friend. Cause he's like uh, six, like six, five. Big, tall friend. Um, and so you know, they're, they're married. They got their kids. Uh, they, they, they actually live in, I think Playa del Rey uh, now. And I was just 
actually chatting with her over something else. Um, and, and so it's these friendships, it's these relationships, it's this overall kind of like experience that comes together. The kids that went through, I mean, life-changing experiences, I hope for them, I hope that yeah. they think of, of it as fondly as I do. Uh, I knew of a, a, a young woman who was one of my campers and then became staff here at USC, went all the way through, wow. like, so not only did undergrad, but master's degree, and then found me on campus one day walking across. And I was oh like, I God. was a camper and now I'm working here. And it's just wow. this whole uh, uh, element up. Um, I remember sophomore year, uh, I was wacky camper and I was crazy, like spray painting my hair blue yeah. and green and having a spirit stick and giving that out. And that was a lot of fun. And all mm -hmm. the songs, I still use the songs with my daughter now, <laughs> actually, which is actually way more fun because... <laughs> It's actually a really easy gear to get into to yeah. go like if I'm like running out of things to, to entertain her, right, I can slip into a song and yeah. then she's transfixed for a little while um, because the repeaters and she's trying to understand yeah, it. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's it, that's a lot of fun. It's also really good when you get a group of kids and you need to get them organized. It's the greatest skill set ever. <laughs> I can get a group of kids to pay attention for at least five minutes. Yeah. If you get a song going um, or different story mm -hmm. told times that come up. Um, I remember teaching archery. That was fun because uh, I was a Boy Scout back in the day. So I went to mm -hmm. camp all growing up. And mm -hmm. so whether that was like on lakes or in pools or like junior lifeguarding or whether we did the polar bear club or whether we did, you know, all these things that I remember from scouting, it was just this idea of this immediate kind of like application of that and working wow. with young kids that hadn't had that experience and trying to share that experience. Um, I remember fundraising for Pass the Can. That was a, a really unique experience because um, long story short, sophomore year someone quit and so i became an exec board position sophomore year my first year joining ah uh, yeah and so Gosh. it was fundraising it's rare and so i became <laughs> yeah. a director of fundraising sophomore year and wow. i never done oh, it before wow. and so all of a sudden running like past the can and all these other elements were just yeah strange to me and i didn't know what to do uh junior year doing it again because i wanted to do it again do it the right way um the one memory and my roommate uh andy and i and limey he um <laughs> <laughs> we remember having this talk going to bed um, we, we lived in city park apartments and we were up super late and we, in our living room were maps of the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah. Like 45 charging, um, uh, walkie talkies. Yep. <laughs> so many milk jugs Yeah. that yeah. were stinking to high hell. Yep. That we would like have all these like in meetings, talk about how you're supposed to wash them and hot yeah. water. We never used bleach, but we were just hot water and soap. Yeah. And, and, and then it was, um, I remember going to bed and this, this map of the Coliseum, red X's at certain parts, like circles and all these different things, walkie talkies. Like if any, if we die tonight <laughs> and people will find this map oh and, my God. and milk jugs in our, like, it, it's going to look really out of place, Yeah, but it was coordinating all these volunteers and we had the field yeah. leaders and the, the tunnel leaders, section, all those, leader, section yeah. leaders, all that other stuff. We had different colors for, we were, we, I remember thinking, when we did it the first time, it was always about the free T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And and there were these, like, really cool kind of, like, either cardinal or gray shirts. And it had, like, past the can and cool graphics on it. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing it. And then I was on the field. And I was like, I can't see anybody. Yeah. And so that junior year, I said, we need to make different color T-shirts. And they can't be cardinal. And they yeah. can't be gold. Right. And they can't be the opposing team color. And so we made these, like fluorescent day glow orange t-shirts oh, yeah. and fluorescent like yeah. green t-shirts so you can see where everybody was yeah, it's still the way it is. and yeah. then you can like see okay there's there's my section there's everything yeah. else and then running around the field and meeting with 
at the time, dating myself, Don Ludwig, who was in charge of recreational sports, would allow us on the field, and only a certain amount of people would be on the field, and counting that, and then taking all that money and literally counting it, like, in the Coliseum offices. Like, counting all that information. We didn't have online information, uh, donations at all, uh, or Venmo, and I think that's so phenomenal. Yeah, well, Roxy's roommate is the... She's the director. Director of Fasican. So she's in the... It's huge. Eye of the storm. <laughs> yeah. Right it's huge. It's huge yeah. coordinating all those things and getting volunteers to be where you need to be and what they need to do. Right. And, like, yeah. right now we're all uh, trying to push for people to go tabling out on Truesdale, our main walkway on yeah. campus. So to get, get more volunteers, get people to donate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, trying to make a big push. It's a big, big deal. Yeah. So that's not really answered your question other than the whole experience yeah. and, and being there and... I really like fall retreats. Yeah, our fall retreat was this past weekend, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, we used to ha- hold camp in Idlewild. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And that was a, yeah. I don't uh, now I'm blanking on the name, but basically I have all these memories of the city of Idlewild from fall retreats. Yeah, totally. Uh, just things that would happen. I remember in a very inappropriate way, I remember taking my car and off-roading it because I, like, I had an off-road truck with like tires and like, I was like started going through the camp in a very oh inappropriate my God. way. <laughs> Um, which I probably shouldn't have done, probably get in trouble for, but that, those are all good memories. It's just yeah. all friendships and things like that that, that came out of that. And yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, fun. sounds like it. Yeah, and I think something that it's hard to pinpoint one moment because a lot of it I think is about like the longevity over mm-hmm. time. Because mm-hmm. I think for me it's like, oh, I had this cabin when I was a freshman and now they're going to graduate eighth grade when I graduate college. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool to see like how they've changed over time. And like grown up, but also are still like really silly. Do you all do dress your counselor day? Yeah, yeah. that's still a that's thing a I fun, camp. That's yeah. a fun day where the kids have to go through your bag. Yeah. And then they dress you for the day. Wow. But my fifth that's graders, they were like idea. too cool. They're like, it's fine, cumin. We won't do it. We won't mess with you. Or they're like feeding your counselor <laughs> oh, yeah, lunch too. And they just wouldn't feed, feed me. Your counselor. Feed your counselor day. Like yeah, you pe- like they get time. your plate and they can feed you your lunch. <laughs> Dangerous. Like, give like, they'll give like, Really weird combinations of things. I can't think of a specific example. Like, Especially the boys. Like things with the like ca- putting poor guy counselors yeah. got just like killed by like they would like mix a bunch of stuff in a cup no. and they'd make no. them drink yeah. it. <laughs> I only did I only did the actual like cabin counseling one year. Yeah, it's hard. Like, it's hard. Yeah. Well, very cool. We could reminisce all day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many people have stuck through this entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> but. But really a, cool join Troy Camp. A great thing for students to do. Volunteer. Great thing. Uh, it's a value added, I think, to an engineering curriculum and an engineering yeah. degree program. The skill sets that you gain, and and more specifically, I think that it's just the idea of giving back and kind of having that as part of your life and mm-hmm. working with kids, working with the community. You guys do great things. And I, I remember when I was in Troy Camp, our advisor at the time said, "This is the greatest thing USC students do." Mm-hmm. And then I say that today. This is the greatest thing that USC students do. And there's a lot of great things that USC students do, but this is a big deal because it's not just going to camp. It's yeah. a year-long commitment. It's lifelong mentorship. Yeah. It is a, a, a world of difference. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you all. And, and um, depending on what time that game starts in homecoming, yeah. I think I'll come back and I'll do some volunteering yeah, for you guys. Come. The I actually have to Volunteer. run because I have all the past the can flyers. And go I have to go it. give them people <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Thanks, Roxy. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you both. It was fun. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. It was so fun learning about Troy Camp. If you're interested in supporting Troy Camp in their upcoming Pass the Can fundraiser, you can go to www.troycamp.org slash pass the can to donate. Thanks.